Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster, and I'm here today with Mindy Lauk. Mindy uh, is the former CEO of Broadly. Uh, Broadly was recently acquired by a Canadian company that also serves SMBs called Vendasta, and it's now uh, an 800-person company that Mindy's on the senior team of. Uh, so Mindy, welcome to the Daily Bolster. Thanks. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Well, thank you for sharing some um, of your stories and advice with other founders and CEOs. And my question for you today, since you just went through an acquisition process, um, and I don't know if you've been through those before or not, um, but what are three things that you learned during the sale process that you wish you had known or done before the sale process? Yeah, that's great. I have, this is my third uh, exit, third transaction, but each of them have been so different and with years in between. So, so much can change. So I would say uh, the first thing with this particular transaction was timing. The process took much, much longer than I estimated it would and longer than my previous acquisition transactions and, and longer than others in my circle also thought it would, longer than investors and advisors and other folks uh, believed, really truly an order of mag magnitude longer. And, and I think that was due to talking to multiple parties takes a long time. There's the intro stage, there's moving through each stage after that working with all the buyers timelines when there's a lot going on in the larger market right now and all of these competing priorities across the board. So, uh, so that, that the, my expectations were really misaligned there. Uh, getting to the letter of intent took much longer, much, much longer. And even from that LOI stage to the purchase agreement took a chunk of time. And, uh, and I went through the whole process twice when the first deal fell through during the due diligence stage. And timing is largely out of my control. And it was something I needed to be mentally prepared for. And I had to keep resetting my expectations yeah. there. And there was some emotional and mental anguish that went along with it that I had to work through as well. I am sure. And I'm sure the economic environment has a lot to do with that. When you get acquired and times are frothy and people are throwing money around, it can happen like that. So that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good first lesson. What's number two? Number two is what I'll call it two jobs. Running a business and running a process, it's basically like having two jobs. And, uh, and you know, the, the job of running a business is a pretty big job already, you know, so as if that wasn't enough, but, uh, trying to, to run a process is just another huge job. And it's one that largely falls on the CEO, on the leader, because certainly in the earlier part of the process, not a lot of people are, you know, as they say, under the tent. And, uh, and even as you go through future stages, very few people get brought in typically because, uh, you know, just how these things work. So a lot of it rests on your shoulders as CEO and, uh, and there's really no playbook for running a business while also running a process. And, you know, I, I did my best to run the business as usual. That was kind of my mantra. Just do everything as usual as you normally would. But it's, it's hard to, to think through decision-making in this time, in this time, because it's just, there's this other timeline running in the back of your mind. And so every single decision, which, and decisions are hard already when you're just running the business, but running the business while running a process makes those decisions even harder. And suddenly all these like day-to-day -day things 
seem really complicated. Like, should you make that key hire? Should you plan the team retreat? Should I change that one thing on the roadmap? And, and of course, all of this is more complicated by the number one thing I said, which is timing, because you just have no idea how long it's going to take. So all of those uh, decisions just get a lot harder. So it's, it's an emotionally taxing state to be in. I felt like this was the hardest part for me of doing the two jobs. It's quite exhausting because you're kind of doing it alone for a large part. And, um, and this is a part where self-care was incredibly important to me and just like checking in with myself and like, where am I? How am I doing? Like sometimes it seemed like the end was near and then other times it felt like we went back to square one um, and absolutely having folks outside the business that I could talk to who understood what the process was like was really critical for me. I'm sure I'm getting like anxious just hearing this. So, <laughs> um, all right. So uh, process takes longer than you want. You're doing two jobs. Uh, it's super complicated. Decision-making is hard. What's the third lesson? The third, I would say it's all about the data. Uh, yeah. There's just so much data required to go through each and every stage of the process. And I'm not even talking about due diligence. I think we all know due diligence is like the data stage and like you just share everything and you create a data room, but there's so much data that gets shared even before that point. And, uh, you know, at the management presentation stage, there's a, a, a decent amount of data. And then uh, you know, my goal in those introductory meetings was to basically just get to the next meeting. And when you get to the next meeting, there's like that next level of data that needs to be shared, the next part of the narrative that needs to be told. And you need to always provide the appropriate data for that moment as you kind of move with certain buyers down, down the path. And although we're swimming in so much data in all of our businesses, uh, as we all know, it's incredibly important to really, you know, think about how is that data visualized? How, what's the narrative? What story are we trying to tell? Maybe it's slightly different for buyer A than for buyer B. And, and of course, each bit of data you provide to a buyer, it just leads to five more data requests. It's and an 10 idea. More, <laughs> yeah, 10 more questions. And so the way the data is presented and provided is an art, like truly. And I, and I think it's this balance where you want to answer the questions that are being asked, but you also don't want to invite endless other questions and requests because you just get stuck in this like data loop. And, and there were some situations, I think, where folks on the other side are just they're excited. They, you know, maybe there's like some competitive things or market data they're getting. And so they, they want to just kind of like mine for data it's for data's sake too. And so getting that balance is key, but um, yeah, I think the balance is keeping those conversations moving forward, but like by not, and also not getting crippled by the data requests. And of course, this is more complicated if you're working with multiple buyers at the same time. Yeah. Uh, although much of the data can be reused it, there's always the bespoke requests. And then lastly, I would say the thing that tripped me up the most is that because that timeline took so long, back everything comes back to number one, uh, that data needs to be refreshed monthly because every month that you're still in the process, that data that you shared the previous month is now outdated and it needs to be refreshed. And this is an entire set of data that lives outside the normal monthly data that I would report onto the board. And so now there's this like package of data that again sits outside the like normal running the business that I'm refreshing and checking on and so it, you know at first I thought they were all like one-offs and then I realized hey this is the thing I need to get a system in place I you know need to have a way to be refreshing this regularly and um, get it needs to get built into the monthly cadence and it takes time and it's important though because you really need to get it right. 
Yeah, I think you just you just summed up so many great things uh, for the founders listening to this. So the good news for you is you are on the other side of it now. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you so much for being here and sharing today. Great to be here. Thank you.